The world is shut down. We are not. We took a little break that was already scheduled for some anniversaries and just a little lifetime fun. We are back, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. Because outside the cage, people don't accuse you of fake tapping. That's just something that happens a little bit. Kevin Lee's got to deal with it for a lifetime. He's like, I should take two years off. Either way, fighting way easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? No one even remembers that fight, Kevin. It was. It happened. It was one of the last things that happened. Um, surely they remember Gilbert Burns knocking out Damian Maya. No, no one remembers that anymore. You know why? Because everything's on hold. And you know what? This coronavirus came around the time when we're doing our 400th episode, which is kind of a dick move. Dick move. So, Just could it look, a little advance notice. What about 402? 397 was available. Would have been fine. This is rude. Now, granted, we know most people are around and available, but it is kind of entertaining to hear some of the excuses we have from people who are like, hey, I can't really do this because uh, you're like, I know what you're doing. I see on your Instagram. You're literally sitting at home. Uh, no, we actually had an idea for who we wanted on the show, and it was actually super easy to get. But that's not the point. The point is, Kev, is that you calling our guest easy. Right here before no. he comes online? Right no, here. don't you do heard that. It. Oh, that's the sound clip that's going to go out. <laughs> well, what I would say to you is this. To those who said we couldn't make 400, ha. I, I don't know that anybody said that. Do you know? I don't, but you're hitting on something. I was at the gym uh, Wednesday before it closed down. And mm. it was, I think it was Biggie playing. But his first album was one of the albums where he's like, I don't know that it was Biggie. He was a rapper in the early 90s. It was like, to everybody that said I wouldn't amount to shit, this album's for you. I was like, fuck yeah. I love the spitefulness <laughs> on five. That's this thing that they used to do in the 90s, which is where they would preface their CD or their album with a little yes. like, this, this is fucking not dedicated to you assholes. Like, it was a passive-aggressive thing. So yes. I, I love your statement. I don't remember anyone being like, there's no way you all got to 400, but no, I love I the narrative. No one said that. And t- but, but to the I... people that did. To the people that mm. thought it, to the people that just thought 400 was a high number, this episode's dedicated to you. <laughs> right. And uh, the song in question is, I believe, Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. When my Algebra 2 teacher said, you talk too goddamn much, this is for you. Wait, hold on. Did that really happen? I got in school suspended because I got into it with my, my Algebra teacher. Just didn't go on. Tell me more about this. I didn't know that. I, it's not worth bothering here. It was nothing compared to the feud I had with my Spanish teacher. Day one, the only teacher that didn't like my sister, only teacher, mm. everybody else, I was such a severe disappointment. Because they were like, but your sister was so sweet and nice. <laughs> like, and <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is this the youngest? Ah, they always give up on the youngest. But the algebra teacher was an early on feud that just, uh, you know, a lot of budding hormones out of me, a lot of bad teaching out of her. What are you going to do? Um, funny, I, I never had jab. a good Spanish teacher. Oh, really? I want to tell you guys this. No, well, first of all, there's a lot of expectations when you come in with the name Esparza into a Spanish class. <laughs> and Galley. I, I tried to be honest about my recollection of Spanish. And I said, you know, I should just go into the regular Spanish course. Um, this teacher was so aggressively hard on the way that they graded. Um, she accused me of cheating while everyone else was cheating around me and I was not. 
So she looked like a combination of, I don't know if she's passed, so whatever. Um, she looked like Mrs. Doubtfire a little bit. So there was definitely a lot of, hello, but like we would do it in Spanish, of course. So I like that we still refer to it as Mrs. Doubtfire, as though it's not technically yes. Mr. Doubtfire. I, I like the, the stance. We're all like, no, we're in. <laughs> Anyway, the important thing to note here is, as I was trying to be honest with this Spanish teacher and my situation, all of the AP kids literally abused that teacher for the AP course, stole his grade book, gave themselves all A's, and then he would just go, please stop. And the kids essentially ran the asylum. So cut to me working hard just to get passing grades in regular Spanish while all my friends who were supposed to be smart were like, we just totally ruined the system. Woo! And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we have politics today. So if you ever see your senators just uh, embezzling money or, you know, selling their stocks at a certain point, you're not surprised. That's what happens. Jeez. Fuck you, smart kids. F in you, indeed, Raph. Today on the podcast, anyway, we have all-star <laughs> guest, Brandon McCatherine. We're going to get to him right now. It's episode 400, and I mean, we have, I don't want to call him the Logan Paul of the grappling community because of his online presence. It's almost more of a Bieber-type fusion. Whatever. You, hey, you intro this guest. Black belt, online extraordinaire, unbelievable teacher, but you go ahead because I'm going to get practiced up over here. How am I supposed to do better than that? The Logan Paul of our sport? <laughs> Wow, I've always seen him more as the Jake Paul of the sport, but I guess the real thing about our guest today is uh, he's one of the, the most recurring guests on the show that we've ever had, that we wanted to go deep. We wanted to get somebody who we haven't had in a little bit, but also somebody who's near and dear to the show. Uh, uh, I believe this is somewhere in the episode region of number 10 or so for Brandon. I, I would have to check the records, but he has been a near and dear favorite and he's gone on to do amazing things. He has like nine shows of his own. He has uh, Brandon McNinja, uh, which is his site where you can go check out his instructionals and his techniques. Uh, he's I mean, Kev, just think about all the lists of the things that he's done since we had him on our very first episode with him, which is. He also broke the internet by beating up a wrestler. Um, he's continuously done things he that have done a song amazing. That and broke the internet. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of breaking. It's true, a lot of breaking and a lot of breaking of hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome back to the show, Brandon McCatherine. Brandon, how are you doing, sir? Dude, I'm awesome now. That was great. I want to come on every day just have y'all talk nice about me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've stolen I enough guess... of your online content that I guess yeah. we feel like we know you. Can I ask you this? Now that you teach so much, you lead a lot of your online forums are really effective. I actually I lead a group of people virtually professionally, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned from what you do. Do you find more people feel like they know you than know you now? Is that a recurring thing? Yeah, that is. That's. Uh, we were just talking about that the other day because uh, I was talking about how, like, I feel like that, and I have like nine fans. I was thinking about like how somebody <laughs> like Rogan must feel, and he's, you know, he's like one of the most important voices or one of the largest voices at least in the world right now, 
and everybody thinks they know him. It's got to be crazy. Yeah, Oprah for white guys. We've been we've been doing that for a while for him. Uh, do when do we settle family business here, Raph? I because I, I heard that Brandon yeah, was purposefully right. not coming on this podcast because I am indebted to him. I owed him a song, and I heard there was some distance and some flaws. I, that's just what I heard. I, Brandon, can you confirm or deny there's been some tension between you and the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to confirm that right now. I'm here to confirm it. And for a tension. super nice person, can you remind people at all how you remember the bet and what's been missing? Uh, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't remember very much about it at all. This is going to be a huge surprise. Allow me, yeah. allow me to get some investigative journalism here. Rap so going to serial this shit for him. NPR for Why? <laughs> you don't know why you're mad at Kevin. You just know that you're mad at Kevin. I just Kevin. Remember, I remember I'm supposed to be. No! <laughs> We don't hand you. I have been stressing about this goddamn song for 72 hours for no reason at all. For zero reasons. That feels so good. Because here's here's the beautiful part. Okay. So we have built in a game show within our show. And it's usually an excuse to bring on friends that we want to talk to again. Now, there's a certain sense of facetiousness to it. But the bets are always real. And when Kevin didn't do the bet in a time that Brandon found uh, fair, Brandon in real life was telling me, well, tell Kevin, where's my song? And I'd be like, well, okay, (laughs) we're not on air right now, so I don't have to do that, right? And he would be like, no, seriously, tell Kevin, I want to hear my song now. And I think- There was a spiteful message. He left us a spiteful message for episode 300. He's like, he sang a little song that sounded beautiful because he's a massively talented guitarist and vocalist, which infuriates me in addition. I saw him fucking around with the electric jump set. Now he's on my corner. But you left a message saying, you were like, see, Kevin, it's not that fucking hard. And it was like, wow, shots fired. I think that probably wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, no, we'll see if we can dig up that file. But You're just more just... dangerous, so I, I overcompensate for my purple beltness with anger. You've got the, the calm tranquility of a black belt, so... So anyway, Kevin, did you have something that you wanted to tell Brandon? Yes, I do. This song is written for and dedicated to Brandon McCatherine, the jiu-jitsu community. If you don't know who he is, I have a new product that's going to blow your goddamn mind. It's called the Internet. Because he's Brandon, and he's always online. Yes, he's Brandon. And he's always online. Well, online, jujitsu is everywhere. From Keenan to that guy that used to train Keenan. But go to BrandonMC.Ninja. Learn the tips and tricks that get you. And be better at jujitsu in no time. Because he's Brandon, and he's always online, like a lot. Yes, he's Brandon, Brandon. maybe too much online. (laughs) Well, you can do a lot of things with one minute. Like drink a Coke, maybe smoke a J. 
if you're old enough. <laughs> but I'd Google the BMAC attack, and I'd subscribe to this one-minute hack. <laughs> will be better in no time. Because he's Brendan, and he's always online. He's Brendan. Seriously, he's always online. So this third verse is dedicated to the challenge. Okay. And it's a little, it's a, it's a little adult. So I just wanted to warn people. Is it the one that gets cut during concerts? Do they? This just one go is straight? definitely getting cut off okay. the CD. Yeah, this one doesn't make okay. the CD. This is not. This is the album. You only Correct. play it during the concert. Correct. Yeah. Well, Pamela and Tommy Lee surely started it. <laughs> Paris Hilton perfected it in 04. <laughs> then a guy walked into his gym. Brandon consensually <laughs> willied him. And another online star is born. Because <laughs> he's Brandon. And he went willied online. Yes, he's Brandon. And this tape is online. One more time, he's Brandon. And he's always online. That's a live performance. You'll get a video in the mail. That's Woo. incredible. That's the that's probably the greatest song that's ever been written. <laughs> well, let's, that's my first just on first impression. First take, definitely <laughs> one of the better live acoustic performances on this podcast. Not the yes. best. Yeah, yeah, Certainly not sure. the best. Top We've, five. Truly hit Howard Stern level of in playing on a show. Brendan, uh, tell us your initial reaction to this. I, I need you to evaluate it like you would a jiu-jitsu technique. So take me through it. Walk me through how you would break down this song. Okay, well, I got to be honest. The opening was a little shaky. I didn't know where we were going with the opening. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? Kind of felt like you were a little uncertain with your grips initially, you know? Amen. Every time I, I string but, the G, <laughs> there's a little uncertainty. Yeah. It seemed it seemed like, though, as things progressed, you got a laugh here, you got a laugh there. The confidence started coming on, and you started to kind of find your spot. And then by the time it flowed around, you got to verse three, I could tell that was the one you liked the best <laughs> and you really delivered on verse three. And, uh, and I thought you closed strong and you came out, uh, with the big dub in the end. Nice job. Spot on. And, well, a bet's a bet. Debt's paid. So hopefully we can bury the paid. hatchet you had forgot about, but now that we've reminded you hatchet yes. buried, we undug it, buried. showed him to it, buried it. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have other sorts of issues with people that you've forgotten over the years? Is this the only one that we're aware of right now? Um, this I've probably got all kinds of things like that. <laughs> the boogeyman Whoa. shows up to his door. He's like, who are you? Are you just a tattered biker? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hitting the head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold Fair. On. So we also we we want to give you some applause as well. You just released. And this is a good segue into something 
a big <laughs> chunk of the jujitsu community is doing right now because we're all sequestered. We're not allowed to go do the thing that we all love doing the most, which is incredibly close contact with a large variety of our friends and strangers. You released your triangle course for free. You've been kind of pioneering an online community that's a little bit more interactive, in my opinion, than, than many. Why the decision to release the triangle course? What kind of feedback? And we just want to give you a compliment that you did it. But talk us through it. Um, well, it wasn't like a big, long thought process or anything like that. I just thought it everybody's going to be locked up at home for a couple of days. And here's a opportunity to kind of do something nice. So it's not like it cost, it didn't cost me anything to do it. So, you know, it was, it was easy to do and I was happy to do it, but yeah, the response has been really good. We've had like 3,500 people download it in the last day. No one's been like, my neighbor was being a jerk. This is exactly what I need. And it's like, I'm sequestered with my significant other and things are going well. I got to learn this triangle course. None of that? Just positive? Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. I'm looking okay. forward actually okay. to hearing that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I really actually long for the day to get some, some feedback like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I use this to uh, stay off my, my fiance after I ate off the last hostess powdered donut today. Ooh, now's a great time to have hostess powdered donuts. What with the quarantining and whatnot. If there's ever been a good time for them, it's now. The rules are off. Did you know they made a cereal out of those, by the way? They made a cereal called, it's just little tiny powdered sugar donuts of hostess. I, listen, I am not the kind of fella who likes a fancy cereal. You know what I mean? (laughs) What's that mean? I like to keep it simple. I like to keep it simple. Like a Frosted Flakes situation? What do you mean? Yes, yeah, Frosted Flake, though, is the fancy version. There's a corn flake. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Okay. But now I like a Frosted Flake, but that's how fancy I go. When I get the Frosted Flake, I'm like, okay, we ain't going no further than that. Your your son's like, can we get some Cheerios? You're like, we can get some Basicos, two drawers down. That's what we can do. That type of... Yeah, we can slide on down there and get those. Uh... Now, I don't believe in generic cereal either, though. You got to get the good stuff. Oh, well, but, I'm completely you know. confused now, Raph. Hold on. No, dude, you see don't, if I can paint a picture. Listen, bro. Here's the way it works. You don't get cheap Bobo Rice Krispies. You get Rice Krispies. And then if you want to get crazy, you get Frosted Rice Krispies, which are, in fact, the best cereal behind Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But it don't get no crazier than that. I don't need... No fruity pebbles. I don't want to hear about your hostess donut cereal. I felt triggered and by the way Star he said fruity Wars pebbles. Corn pops. Yeah. <laughs> fruity <laughs> pebbles is too much. There's no. There's too a much. Star Wars shaped corn pops. Is that a real thing? I'm I don't know. At our fact I checker. There's gotta be. Hold up. <laughs> I want to say I was gonna try and build a picture here because the picture I have in my head is of Brandon wearing a top hat. When he does want to get uh-huh. his frosted cornflakes, when he walks uh-huh. in, he's like, today we're going to the fancy aisle. And he comes in, <laughs> top hat, cane in, you know, Dale tucks all the way through, gets it in, gets it out. <laughs> you know, Brendan, I have to say, given uh, our lack of ability to really make content at this time, I would think that one thing that would be fascinating to do is to tell some of our athletes to actually film what they're putting in their shopping carts, because this opened up a lot of different avenues for me to ask you about. Kev, can I tell you one not embarrassing thing about Brandon, but 
one thing that has endeared him to me even more. Please. I was. I, well, do you have anything embarrassing? I'd go with that category. But you know what? Go with endearing. Go for it. No, no, go ahead. It's, it's more embarrassing to me, I think, when I'm around him. But I would say one of my favorite Brennan uh, memories is that if you ever hang out with people after training or, you know, at some point after there's a big event, you're always around these world champions who are watching what they're eating. And sometimes they'll splurge. But if you ever order a soft drink, there are many people who are very health conscious who will look at you as if you don't know that's a bad thing. And Brandon saw me order one and he saw me get a, I think it was like a Coke or a Diet Coke. And he just looked at me and he goes, boy, you do that. And I was like, where did that come from? Why, why is there support for me having a soft drink? And I got to tell you, when you do this for as long as we have, there is so much judgment of when people silently are like, hmm. So you get soft drinks, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And Brandon, for like out of the blue, just perfectly telling me like, hey, you don't let that change who you are. And I was like, thank you. That's baby. right. That's right. <laughs> well, Brandon, rem- you remember what it was like. I like to be that's your favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's so many little things that I think because that's the hard part, Brandon. You're on camera. You get. What I've seen through hosts, um, what we have experienced on a small level as well, but that there's never really a hello from people. It's just uh, they know you as somebody on air. They've heard about you. They've heard about your your training, your things at home. So they just kind of come up and there's never a like, hi, my name is this person. It's usually like, hi, Brandon, um, uh, Tim here. What's going on, man? I've been having these issues with my left hand. And you're yeah. just like, we're, we're already here. Okay, cool. So I think it's important that people know that, yes, you are very much you when you are off camera. So it is very funny to run into you. Um, let me ask this, Brandon, All right. because I think it's important that sometimes we give our guests the ability to ask us things. So I want to let you have the open floor to ask myself and Kevin anything that you've ever wanted to ask each one of us individually. Now, granted, you had more beef with Kevin, so I don't know if you want to start with him first because we're part of this healing process. So yeah, I open the floor to you. As far as I'm concerned, the healing is done. The healing's done. It's all good. We're we're good. Verse 3 sealed it. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah, dude, verse (laughs) 3 nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I think that should go on the single. I think that's radio friendly. I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did listen to your uh, He Dominated Eddie again, and it's been stuck in my head for three days. But it's one of, it's a really great sequestering activity. Just uh, for those out, if you haven't Googled it, Google He Dominated Eddie. It's, it's, it'll make you happy, especially if uh, you're a <laughs> Yeah, if you know the story, <laughs> if you don't, it may not. I wonder if people haven't watched it, if it would make any sense. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe you have to know what Metamoris is, but there is footage. That's the yeah. beauty of the the added clips. Some of us remember when you just released it as a acoustic song that night, because I feel like you did it yeah. within minutes of the match ending. I could be wrong. That's I think it was the next day. Yeah, I, I think it was the next day. Because then it, it you, different time <laughs> in the internet, but then your friend added just amazing images, including some shots from the match. <laughs> yeah, Super helpful. Stormtroopers and stuff in there. It's crazy. 
Well, okay, Kev, so I here, I do have a question. Was, I do have a question. Oh, go, for, go ahead. All right, I got you, Kev, right here. Mm-hmm. I want to know how long you worked on that song. Okay, so truthfully, okay. this is That's, actually going to hmm. be sad. This is going to really hurt. <laughs> years. I, I don't. I feel like I maybe the first few weeks after I had a lot of hubris. I was I was learning the guitar. I've been a drummer since I was around ten. I was in a family band. My dad's an unbelievable guitarist and vocalist. We did a lot of fairs, um, a lot of you know just weddings and uh, local Kansas stuff. But even the the Kansas State Fair a few times, which is which is a blast. But the guitar stuff, as Raph was, Raph was like, you sure you're ready to write a song? And I was like, shut up, Raph. I got this. <laughs> so I, this song, lyrically, I have like four different versions of it because I tried to write a rap. I tried to write just a false tale. And uh, so this one is actually, I, I truthfully honed on it about two weeks ago because we were talking about episode 400. It was like, well, maybe it's finally time I just sing a song to Brandon so he'll come back on the show. Now, that was before I knew you forgot about the feud. But I'd say two weeks ago it started to take shape with the chorus. And then uh, I'm know. into it. I think it was good. Well, was I want to add some I, I drums. I couldn't hear the guitar so much. Yeah, I couldn't I want... hear the guitar that much. Okay, so that's I need a to, I need to hear a recorded version. Absolutely. You know. you'll, you'll get a recorded version. Um, I just wanted to Can give you, people Make a sure you auto-tune that voice a little bit. You know it. You know Ooh. I'm going to crank that auto-tune on GarageBand. Are you, you kidding? You fucking come with your perfect pitch at him. Yes, you shut How up dare you. with your southern goddamn draw, uh, oh, your angelic voice. Oh, that was, that was so <laughs> – that was mean. That no, was, but it, was wow. not, it was Black Belt-esque oh, Belt oh. in the insult slash, you know, here's a suggestion that doesn't demean you totally <laughs> – up something real quick okay brandon you're not the only one who had feedback for kevin i did and you know i was trying to tell him early on i was saying maybe we should make it something that's influenced by something that brandon likes and i happen to know that you love temple of the dog and i, I said that's wouldn't true. it be great wouldn't it be great if there were layered vocals so that you have the main one in the refrain so that you've got Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder, the best of both worlds. And I was like, why don't we do that? And then I heard Kevin sing, and I was like, maybe we shouldn't. And then I also remembered, <laughs> as much as I want to jump in, and I'm like, I think I know this chorus, Skype time is a different beast. So I'm pretty sure I would have thrown Kevin off if I was coming in going like, and I grow hungry. <laughs> if he's already on verse two, it just wouldn't work. Now, I, so have a, I have a whole plan hard... here to polish this thing up. I just wanted to go with the uh, Howard Stern. I have a whole drum beat that's ready for that chorus. You're, you're I'm, not prepared. I'm pumped to hear it. I'm pumped to hear it. I was, I was also trying. I was like, the first first would be cool if it was something that wasn't vitriolically offensive to people under 17. <laughs> So right. that was where I was like trying a layer. So they can slowly fade off. Exactly. Okay. You can only listen to the first verse. That's it. <laughs> and don't if you're think, the, Brandon, that you we didn't figure or... maybe we should. <laughs> don't if, think that we didn't figure that maybe we should so put this you're out. Still listening. <laughs> oh, no. See, he's talking <laughs> shit again. It, it went from greatest song I've ever heard to. A little pitchy <laughs> to, uh, I don't think you people do. are going to tune for the third verse, Kevin. Kevin, if I'm being honest, this is exactly what happened once you gave Paula Abdul about two drinks after American Idol. <laughs> She'd be like, I love your energy, but man, does your pitch suck worse than mine. 
I've, mm. I've gotten a lot of I love your energy in my life. That's certainly. <laughs> okay, Brandon, do you have a question for me? Um, no. Okay. Well, that seals that. Diet right. Coke or Coke Pepsi Zero? Which is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I'm just, you know, maybe one of the best interviewers in all of jiu-jitsu, and I always have a question at ready. Yep. But, but yeah. that, that's, not a, that's not a question, you know. Let me, let me, here, I got a question for you, Ross. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the part of your jiu-jitsu game? Obviously, you're not training right now. Don't train right now. Fair. But right before Verona, what was your go-to offensive technique that you were just coming around on, like you were getting excited about? Duck and cover was probably number one. Um, Now, what would I say right now? I was actually, so this is something that I feel um, is a credit to instincts that happened when I first started as a 10th Planeteer. And uh, I was hitting a lot of electric chairs recently. And... It was mostly because I think what happens is if you start off 10th planet and you go away, there are some instincts that never fully go away, but they just come back out of like the blue and you go, oh, I remember day three we did this. Oh, okay. And then it just happens to be a good move that you can pull off that you never were able to pull off to this extent. Um, So I would say something to that extent and just trying to, you know, mess around on half guard. Um, but can I say this? And this is the thing that's really aggravating to me. The thing that really pissed me off was um, I have a new job right now that takes me off of training uh, on regular hours. So I would have to find super 6 a.m., uh, train Gross. real quick. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Uh, find a way to like get in with a good partner and just like really try to aggressively train as much as possible. And what ended up happening was um, I was just starting to get a rhythm of training like that before Rona 2020. And so I was so happy because I also got in one day just because I felt like I was really on a a trek of something. One of our buddies who does striking was like, hey, man, let's let's hit some pads. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's be these people the next day. Don't ever leave your house. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm getting fat for a month and a half. Cool. Dude. Can I? Cool. Okay, you gonna, Brandon, but, you're a black belt. Like, you're I'm, not gonna get. You're not gonna get fat, dude. Are you gonna? You gonna just let go just because you gotta stay inside for a couple of days? Come on, man. You're gonna be more. Brandon, can I ask you this? Because I need you to guide me on this. When you see all, all right, of I'm these here. people, when you see all of these people on the internet saying, "Hey guys, I challenge you to plank. Let's just plank this." All the way through the coronavirus, guys. Can't let yourself do it. Do you honest, feel inspired to do that? that. One time. <laughs> I've been saying that one time. If somebody said that on my friends list, I would unfollow them. <laughs> so tell, put Systems Training Center and Marcus Kowal on official yeah. notice. Brandon's not interested <laughs> no, in the plank challenge. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 The hard part for me, though, is that everybody and their mom, and I I think that they're not wrong. We should stay somewhat fit. I even told my wife at one point I might jog, and she was like, ew. And I go, I know. It's not who I am. I hate it. 
Uh, but that all of these terrible. people are doing their part and very, very nicely helping to say, like, hey, here's, you know, how you can do some solo drills. And I just, there's a part of me that just feels really sad with that. Uh, because I, you know, I had, Stephen Kessing was telling me, he's like, dude, he goes, it's not an excuse not to do any training. You could still jog. You could still do kettlebells. And I like whispered to him off the air. I was like, I do jujitsu because I hate all of that. So That's far, probably exactly not. right, Ralph. That's exactly <laughs> the correct attitude to have. <laughs> I couldn't encourage you anymore to think this way because that's why I do jiu-jitsu as well. I don't want to run. That's hard. I don't want to pick weights up. Those are heavy. It's too much work. <laughs> so you, even Brandon, when I'm doing jiu what, do? yeah, what are you doing even right when now? I'm, You're just chasing kids? I, this is why you have to get good at jiu-jitsu. Oh, so you don't fuck. have to do hard work even when you're doing jiu-jitsu. Ugh. You just learn to be good at it. So now you should study tape. That's what you should really do. And if you have footage of yourself training, that's the best possible thing you can do is watch yourself roll and study that footage. Because when you okay. watch your own training, you kind of like almost can feel it because you've already done it. So it's almost like you're doing it again. It's deeper. It's not as good as a real rep, but it's deeper than just watching somebody else train, if that makes any sense. I agree with the second part the first part of watching tape i don't know if you experienced this you've gone on to have a very nice uh commentating career i've never commentated somebody's match and then magically gotten better at jujitsu so i have some reservation about that there's stuff that i definitely want to no, 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 when no. i'm like you don't watch them like a commentator pick out a certain part of the match that that you're like oh my god that was incredible what happened and then let's just rewind fast forward rewind fast forward and let's just break it apart until you can feel it with your body you know what i mean that was actually our our jubera jiu-jitsu is doing online videos and one of the things most commonly asked about was for hey will you do more? they were asking jubera like uh, he's a, the black belt instructor out here will you do more match commentary and explain what you see when you're watching two high level grapplers because it's, Man, it's I interesting think super super valuable now you're talking about us, which is like medium to low level grapplers, but I, I agree with you. I like watching tape. W what are you doing right now to try and keep yourself sort of edgy and sharp? You're known for your defense and you're just unbelievably careless attitude while in terrible positions. I don't mind telling you, you just seem not at all concerned. What are you doing during that uh, lockdown? Um, well, not training too much. I'm staying mobile. I've been down for sitting the last six weeks. So it's really just business as usual for me. I'm supposed to be sitting right now. I had a uh, stem cells shot in my knee ooh, and my ooh. neck about, uh, coming on seven weeks ago now. And so I'm supposed to just be kind of laying low, letting them do their thing for another couple of weeks. So really I'm not doing too much, but I'm, I'm watching a lot of jujitsu. I can tell you that. And, um, I'm, putting most of my energy into my business, just making sure that I can surf the tidal wave of like the economy as it changes. Cause it's going to change. It's going to move underneath us. Yeah. And so I don't want to be stagnant and relying on the way it's always been. I want to be able to, you know, move my business in the direction it needs to go for whatever comes next. So I've been putting a lot of attention into my business actually. That kind of gives 
a good segue into what we've we've been highlighting, which is I don't feel like you're just a Decatur, Alabama instructor anymore because you're not. You're now much more of a – I would call you a global instructor because I'm a part of your, your social media groups. I get to see the highlights and things. That's Is that what you mean when you mean business instead of just the Decatur gym, which looks phenomenal and huge, and there appears to be a smoothie bar just from the photos I've seen? I, I, Raph and I genuinely – this is – I will tell you this is a little bit of like – the fu of this virus mode. I am getting married, and Raf and I were like, "Should we go like to a jujitsu destination and just like go have two days to go train somewhere?" And Decatur's always on the list because you're there. Um, and frankly, the fact that Drew Weatherhead and his Canadian things beat us to it just hurts every day. It's gonna hurt every Dude, day for Drew a while. Has, Drew has been twice. What? Because jujitsu, people. Because yeah. jujitsu, and he's quite fun. Um, despite being from Canada, yeah, he's a good boy. He's a pretty good jujitsu. He's pretty good at jujitsu too. That's how I would describe anyone from Canada. Pretty good at something. <laughs> Who knows? He's pretty good. He's a good black belt. Yeah, actually, I do. I we got to be careful how much smack we talk because we just knew him as like a budding cartoonist six years ago, and <laughs> I'm seeing him <laughs> twist under people and he'll look, and it's like, oh shit. I gotta stop making so many Canada jokes at Drew. Mental note. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, this show has been a launching point for a number of people, and I'm not saying we're, we built uh, Drew at all. Drew came to me. He was nothing oh, before uh, us, Raf. He oh, came here, we oh, mocked him, and he said, "I gotta get tougher." But, but like, I still remember in earnestness because I met Drew before he was doing the website or the Instagram, and he was asking my opinion on a couple jokes. And he's like, what do you think of these two? And he sent me two. And I said, oh, one's pretty good. The other one's okay. And as he was saying that, he goes, oh, cool. Well, I've got 400 of them ready to go. And I was like, my God, man. <laughs> oh, shit. 400? And this before he'd even launched the site. And I just remember being like, I think you're going to do well. Like, even if those yeah. jokes sucked, that the algorithm is going to be kind to you because you're consistent. Well, it's just consistency, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not and just consistency, right? But well, lo and behold, he he's gone on to do, I think, some of the most creative work of our meme community. And whereas, like, I feel like some other memers will do very, very easy jokes. At least with Drew, I have a, a sense of like, oh, okay, I think he's going to take the outside shot on this. Or I think he's going to go this way. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you stick around long enough, you know, Drew, at one point, I remember him being like, hey, man, thanks for bringing me on the show. And now I'm like, hey, you're going to come on the show. And he's like, "Ooh, sorry, I've got like nine. Bye. So <laughs> it's what you hope for and wish yeah. for your friend. And so, Brendan, yep. what have you learned most about podcasting as you've been uh, you've been journeying and, and venturing your own way? Um. So I've learned a couple of things about podcasting, a couple of pretty good revelations, I think. Uh, number one, that I think podcasting is, without question, the best way to build, like, your thousand true fans. Mm -hmm. The people that are with you through thick and thin, like, fan fans, you know what I mean? Super fans. So I think nothing does that like the format of podcasting. I also, for some reason, 
no, even with that knowledge and having experienced that, even with my own podcast, I have the hardest time doing a podcast. It's like, so I'll, I'll have a great groove going and then I'm like, Oh, and I'm done. And then I'll grow and I'm done. You know what I mean? So that consistency of it, for some reason, podcasting doesn't, I don't get as fired up about it as I do like the video formats. So those are the two big revelations for me about podcasts. You do a lot of commentary. You do like fight companions is what they're, they're more commonly referred to where you, We've gotten to a point where you can pick and choose who you want to hear while you're watching fights. In some cases, yeah, you'd much crazy. rather listen to Joe and Eddie shit talk than you'd rather necessarily listen to a formal broadcast. And I can't wait till we're there with other sports. Do you consider Fight Companions part of that podcast versus live performance, or do you differentiate those? Uh, I definitely differentiate those because I'm just going to watch the fight anyway. So if we're going to do a Fight Companion I'm just going to watch. I was going to watch the fight anyway and probably say the exact same things. I'll just lean closer to the mic this time. You know what I mean? There's no difference to me. Okay. Because I, I feel um, similarly. I, I actually feel like podcasts, the pressure's so off that there's a, a – and maybe it's just because I listened to so much terrible radio growing up for, for 30 years. But podcasts, to me, are just such an interesting way to take a lot of the pressure of, if I want to hear Brandon, what a great way to go hear him talk but that said for teaching jujitsu there's obviously a visual element yeah well so like when i think of a podcast i think of one that's gonna like i'm gonna have to spend some time on this i want to edit it and do a good intro and you know write the description well and i want to i want to do a good job with it right but when i think about a fight companion i just go watch the fight hit the record button and then when the fight goes off, I hit the stop button, and then I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's I guess why the, why the big difference. Side note: as far Raph, as the content of them, mm-hmm. I don't know. Were we supposed to be trying to do a good job with the intros no. and the write-ups? Because no. I was shooting <laughs> well, for you... passively mediocre, but good so is a whole I, different. Fun story is I don't know what Kevin's write-ups are going to be the next day. So it's a it's a true experience for all of us to wake up in the morning and go, well, what do you write? <laughs> because sometimes I go, I don't, oh, okay, we talked for that about ten seconds, but yeah, that's in the show uh, technically. Um, I don't know because the hard part is is like so Kevin does his version, and then when I do all the social media and stuff for the website, then it's like I'm writing my recollection of it. And when we first started, I tried to be respectful of it and being like, oh, here's Kevin's take. Here's my take. And I would write like this, like little paragraph or two paragraphs. And then I'd be like, here's the experience of the podcast. Come to find out, no one gives a shit about that. But it was nice (laughs) that I was trying. And the dumb part is, is like, and Brendan, I'm sure you understand this too. Over the years, people don't want these long descriptions. They basically want, tell me in like... 40 words what the hell you guys did and even then i'm out at 20 words one thing i do appreciate i do like um when you have the show notes in the podcast with the timestamp. so especially like some of these guys i listen to a lot like rogan for instance so he's got somebody on that i don't like today for instance or not today but the other day he had um this last podcast i can't remember who he had on but i wasn't really interested in the topic but I kind of wanted to hear Rogan's take on the whole coronavirus situation. You know what I mean? 
And so yeah. having some liner notes with a timestamp, I might would have listened to that one, but I didn't really care about the topic and I didn't want to sort through it, you know? Yeah. Well, he had so. Duncan Trussell on. God, now that one I'm all over. This guy Duncan's my favorite. Yes, he does. Yes. Joe's to your point saying. though, he does like two hours and forty seven minute podcasts. It's not a yeah. It's not a short cast. Shannon O'Laughlin. That's an awesome. Name. Yeah, that's the one. I just was like, uh, I don't care about this that much. Yeah. Well, it's also like the beauty of Joe's, and it's kind of why Kevin and I have become much better about just saying like, let's just do it in one take, like. We're not, you know, if I have a joke that doesn't land, who gives a fuck? If uh, a yeah. guest maybe uh, says something uh, about uh, a politician that probably won't land in about like six years, who cares? You know, I just I always think of what we do as like time capsules of what they were at the time. So in revisiting some of our catalog, sometimes I look down and I was like, is that what we were talking about that week? Oh, yeah, that that's what happened. Can't take that back at that week. Um, you know, uh, doing the whole uh, this challenge was what everybody was doing. So, yeah, I guess we got to talk about that. Everybody danced in a circle on video and that's what they did. It's <laughs> crazy. I do think people, um, you know, you're talking about just taking your shot in one take and then just let it be. I think that's mm. what keeps a lot of jujitsu people from make like we all know we're supposed to make a bunch of content if we want our businesses to thrive and you know we got to do something like that it doesn't have to be social media it could be an email it could be a podcast it could be whatever but we got to do something to communicate our message right so but i think that um a lot of the community they're they're worried about being judged and so they don't put themselves out there enough which i think is kind of crazy like you got a black belt that's all self-conscious about like a black belt that's all self-conscious about putting himself out there for people to watch his technique. I mean, like, like, dude, you're a black belt. Let's go. Let's see it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I've always been entertained by what some people think of us, but never dictated by it. Like, the show has never changed because we've gotten a note from some white belt that's like, actually, I think the show should be like this. And I was like, well, actually, I think you should shut the fuck up and listen to our show or don't. Like, those are the two options. And I, you know, we're people who we see uh, good critiques. And every time I see something, I'm like, oh, that's legit. I'll tell Kevin. Um, so we're not above it. But, like, you know, most people just want to be shit posts. And I always feel bad for the black belts where I'm like, don't go. Don't look online. Just, Raph, just Raph, don't. I just got a note from Verbal Taps HR department. They said all feedback mm -hmm. is a gift and we welcome it. So if yeah, you can okay. alter your public <laughs> statement, please. Yeah, here's my official fucking statement. They can go suck it. <laughs> there, especially in the early days when it was like hey the sound's way off it's like is it oh thank you that's uh well, yeah here's the funny part is kevin is still like one of the things that we try to do is we try to be very forthcoming about what we've learned with people and kevin will always talk about like oh man it took a while for our sound uh to really come through because we had a different way of recording when we first started because they weren't as complex as they are now and you can get away with some stuff and i look at him and i always say Kev, those early episodes were still recorded better than some of the people today, and that's troubling. So, uh, technology's helped us out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not very hard, man. Like, it's not very hard to have a podcast and put it out, especially right now. If you yeah. got an iPhone, and what is it, Anchor? I yeah, think that's sure. the, I think that's what Scaff uses. Have y'all? Yeah. Hey, dude, y'all, y'all should definitely have Scaff on, dude. I know we have. Uh, but, do I? 
Yeah, we've brought Scaff on. He's a friend of the show. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I think uh, I missed that one. I think yeah. you did too, okay. and I'm we're a little, stealing I'm a little embarrassed. all your friends, Brandon. We're coming after all of them. There's a 10th B group. <laughs> we're just gonna find them. When was Scaff on? When was this? Scaff also did an over under Kevin. I do remember and that. I wonder if I he remembers remember it. I, At least you remember one of the over-under Kevins. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> a memory's been triggered. And part of the appeal of bringing him on was, listen, Scaff, can you repeat what your mentor has done? Or are you going to be the dead weight? And uh, I don't remember if he won or lost, honestly. But he did pretty well. And honestly, uh, this is be the part of the beauty of booking people. is sometimes... Uh, somebody like Scaff, you know, we always say we don't bring people on who are really good at analyzing fights because I hate preview shows. But with Scaff, I knew we would actually have somebody who would know what they were talking about on the preview side of it. And I was excited for that. Uh, You know, normally I'll bring in people who are good at shit talking and not so good at fight picking because I think that's funny. Um, But with Scaff, I felt like he was so good at at analyzing jujitsu. I said, that'll... Uh, translate over. So I was geeked out to hear him analyze with us. And Scaff's always been great to us. And, and I, I think Dude, part he's of He's doing such a good job with his podcast. Like he, mm-hmm. he has those little short, like short daily mm-hmm. kind of jujitsu jiu-jitsu, jujitsu podcast. And he does a great job. Like one he did um, either yesterday or today about the history of ADCC. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a jujitsu dork, that's, uh, he's got an awesome podcast for dorks. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Hell yeah. And he's also, I mean, we made a healthy jokes, a, a healthy amount of jokes about you during that podcast, but that's just going to happen. That's so. natural. That's natural. Brandon, yeah. what is your, I guess, so I, I know everybody's kind of suspended classes while we're in this wait and see mode, but are you moving towards there was a while where you were doing a ton of competing now rightfully you're kind of transitioning to more of the media side is this the new norm for you in terms of how much we're seeing you because it's weird when i start seeing people i've just casually trained with sharing your videos that's new for me obviously people we know and interact with that like are our friends it's like oh of course they're sharing his stuff but when i see people that i i didn't know knew you or like you got to check out these videos what are you transitioning the business into? What can we expect more of as, as you keep developing content? Well, the school's not going to go anywhere for sure. So that'll always be my home base. Cause I, I really, I'm just trying to organize my life in such a way that I'm just going to wake up and do jujitsu every day for the vast majority of my day. <laughs> Even to the point and where then, you're getting uh, that Dirk Nowitzki cell replacement therapy. <laughs> That's like something Kobe did yeah. in Germany. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to do that too. <laughs> that would be great. But you should share but that yeah, stuff so the school because... is going to stay in place. Um, the school is going to stay in place. And then, um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be on your phone more, hopefully. That's what I'm aiming for. I, I do, I do want to get the podcast kicked back up, but I just got to build some discipline and some, like some more structure around it. I do well when I have like rules in place for myself. I don't want nobody else to put the rules on, but if I can make the rules, that would be dope. And <laughs> I don't have any good like podcast discipline figured out. So can that's I, probably what, what can I stem in, sir? 
Yep. Here's what I think you do. I think you leave the podcasts alone because, <laughs> um, not that I mean, we don't have a vested interest. In oh, it, fuck so it's, off! You know, no we do does. that. Step, get off our corner. Are you not famous enough with your <laughs> right. vocals and your guitar and your ability to escape arm bars at ease? The rest of us are trying to do things with our voice over here. Raph, listen, this is not a time to be polite. This is episode 400. We just keep calling people, tell them to stop their goddamn podcast. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, HR, uh, HR is, written is the- talking to me and saying, they basically <laughs> said, Kev, uh, maybe you need to chill and we'll have a meeting with you later. I don't know what that means. But I will say this. Brandon, I think that, you know, let us do the podcast because what else do we have? But um, why don't you continue doing – I think that you were onto something with the jiu-jitsu side um, uh, uh, fight companions. I think that you should carry on those. Like I love doing those as well, but like I feel like you're onto something, and I think that it, it even on that with the less is more approach is just being like – Man, talk about all the work you have to do to do these things. Do that and entertain yeah. people. But that's just okay. I take that advice. I I, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I do feel I do feel that the podcast is missing from the whole portfolio, though. If you mm-hmm. Like there's a piece, mm-hmm. like there's a piece of the empire. There's a there's a large piece of attention that I'm not standing in front of. Right there, and I can I can feel that it's missing in the empire. I don't see that. I see the empire. Using the word empire, it's a conquering term. Mm-hmm. Right? See what I'm saying already? Like that's why yeah. I, I lashed out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I do want to plug all of your your different stuff <laughs> real quick. I sang it briefly, but it is BrandonMC.Ninja. You can find Brandon McCatherine all over the interwebs google i dominated eddie and you will quickly find the footage where a, someone was he a wrestler that wandered in what was his background yeah. when he decided to go in and just challenge you one night in a strip mall he, he just had some high school wrestling not even like vast amounts just some <laughs> that is uh if only he could have known he was walking into a 10th planet jujitsu gym <laughs> that would have been uh really helpful content you don't see those videos as much anymore i think the context and like the global awareness that was the last time it ever happened yeah. <laughs> it's never happened well, probably i mean to everyone right somebody we used to yeah. get a ton of those like the most recent one was a, from a few years ago i forget who it was but it was a gi match not a gi match but the instructor he attacked was in a gi and then he, he was like i'll fight the girl too but you have one of the most authentic <laughs> ones that is just so fantastic especially with the security footage it's got a little paranormal activity vibe but you uh <laughs> You just choke him out repeatedly, and then as the song alludes to, you did consensually penetrate him briefly. You wet Willie <laughs> with one of your chokes. The only thing that I, makes me I, laugh is... I don't like the way you described what I did. To oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> this is 2020. I don't know what to tell you. I said I consensually. That, he started yeah, I was about to yeah. say it. Uh, Brandon, when this dude files a Me Too claim in the year 2028, you're going to have a lot of witnesses going against you on this one. It's going to be great. Yeah, Um, we all saw it. But I will say this. The one thing that I never told you that I thought was the funniest thing to me was 
there was no visuals or no footage of this, but I for sure knew the minute that guy left to the minute you got to the security camp, you had the biggest grin on your face because you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this footage. You know what? That's actually not true. I totally forgot about it. And my student, he's still with me now. He's a purple belt now, but we got, his name is Beowulf. So shout out to my boy Beowulf. He goes, dude, we should get the security footage because we had never done that. We had never even thought of it. Like, I, so I, I just thought it was just another dude that came in and got challenged and got beat up. And he was, it was just another in a long line, but, uh, Beowulf to his credit, that was his idea. <laughs> That's fantastic. Beowulf gets, uh, gets some extra credit here. Yeah. Chris Burchell. We love you dearly. You're a valued, uh, just an unbelievably supportive member of the jujitsu community, the entertainment jujitsu community, which we humbly like to consider ourselves a part of. Cannot thank you enough for coming on episode 400 and taking some time out of your social distancing to uh, let us bother you and sing to you. If we, if we can call that singing, sing to you. We can, we can. I feel like it was a, a successful songwriting and performance venture on your part and i salute you sir came from the heart and i'll get that auto tune going and we'll get a little more refined in the garage band verbal all right verbal tap fans the one the only brandon mccatherine you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is